0: I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. In this episode, I have two show hosts from a different show coming on to my show. I'm talking about the hosts of the Sports Box, Mike Velarde and Matt Zuccarello. A couple of sports fanatics, and we get into it in this episode. We talk about what sport I should sign my kids up for. What's the greatest game of all time? What is it like coaching Hamilton's youth? And we even get into a little bit of sports politics. Dun, dun, dun. Guys, I hope you have a happy new year, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Please welcome my friends, Mike Velarde and Matt Zuccarello. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam saitels And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now. Ooh, talk about some big blueberries. Gentlemen, it's not too often that I'm in a room, especially here in the Pillar Studio, with two men who are more giant than myself. (laughs) That That is true. We got some big boys here. I don't know if
1: that's a good or bad thing.
0: Well, like I think well, you guys are a sports guy, so I guess it depends what sport you're into. You, for example, I find it hilarious. I'm very interested in the fact that you are riding horses. Mm-hmm.
1: Different type of riding. Uh, people think I'm a jockey, as Mike might attest to that. But I'm a harness driver. Oh. One, of, one of the bigger harness drivers in the uh, in the game in the, am, in the amateur world. But uh, you know how that works.
0: I have no idea how that works.
1: Should okay. so we dig right into it? But you know. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's hear it, man.
1: (laughs) So, I grew up on Long Island. So, as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm not a pillar of Hamlin, more of a pylon or a lamppost or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Um, Migrated down here, met my wonderful wife, Kim her brother sent her right to me, so I got to make sure I keep everything uh, positive and on the... Uh, Shout out yeah. to
0: Kim. Did you guys hear her episode? Absolutely. yep. Yep, great, man. Got me
1: motivated, so we have uh, big shoes to follow between her Christina, Huge shoes. and Christina uh, I got to
0: tell you, man, I was so nervous. It was my first one back <laughs> since COVID, so I was like, how rusty am I? But like having those girls here, it was psh, cake. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: So um, moved down here several years ago already. Right? I can't believe it's time flies, um, but I grew up um, five minutes from Belmont, Where most people are familiar with Thoroughbred racing and the Belmont Stakes, one of the big three races for three-year-olds, part of the Triple Crown, and about 15 minutes from Roosevelt Raceway.
0: What is the Triple Crown?
1: Triple Crown for thoroughbreds is it's three-year-olds that the it's three big races: the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes, and it's sort of like a a test of champions, only for three-year-olds. The best of the best. The best of the best, but that's on the thoroughbred side. So I had some thoroughbreds for a little bit, little while, but. My passion was always harness racing, and that's my dad. Uh, I grew up watching both, but um, that's the one sport that I actually am a professional athlete, if you want to call it that, dude. Um, so my my friend busts my chops saying you're, you know, you can say at two hundred plus pounds, we won't get the exact weight um, <laughs> that I could, uh, I could actually drive and sit behind the horse and race it with pros, but I choose now, to race with with, amateurs. with what you
0: do, <laughs> what well, you call it, harness racing. Harness racing, yeah. Is it typical for a guy your size?
1: Because you to what pros are anywhere from, like, 130, 140 to, like, 170 or 180. So but weight is not a determining factor. But I'm one of the bigger guys, um, like I said, even on the amateur circuit. You know, we have uh, females and males that I compete with uh, ranging from 18 – well, actually, 16 to, like, mid-70s. So it's it's a sport where anybody could participate and just have to have control of – you basically – Got to use your brain and your hands to control an animal. You basically.
0: mean to tell me when you're out there racing, your competition could be kids and old ladies?
1: Yep, uh, most most of the o- older uh, adults are. Dude, are does that
0: does that put more pressure on you? Like, I cannot lose to a kid and an old lady.
1: <laughs> it it was well, actually the the, uh, the young ladies that are overtaking the uh, the sport, and uh, you know, um, couple that are really up and coming. And it's just fun. It's ex- it's exciting. You race against. Like I said, my size and my age, I'm racing against, I'm, I'm racing behind a horse or two. So it's a passion, something that I'm able to do, um, which in most sports you can't say, you know, maybe like golf or bowling that you could start at a later age and become a professional, I guess, if you're that good. So um, Matt,
0: like when did you start with the writing?
1: Um, this will be my like ninth year. I didn't start till. But my, you didn't start as a young man. No, most people grow up in the industry. So right. I started in my, uh, my mid-30s. Um, I followed it since I was a little kid, like I said, b- both but and Stanford. but how?
0: See, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand how people follow it. You know, you turn on ESPN, you watch some uh, football. You turn on whatever you watch, Monday Night Raw for wrestling. Right. I never had, like, friends who watched <laughs> it, never saw a channel. The only experience I ever have with horse racing is when I go into a place like... Uh, you ever been to the, kilted, uh, the Tilted Kilt? Yeah. I go through there to take my kids to the bathroom... And, and you have to go through this, like, room where there's, you know, TVs everywhere and people are betting. I don't know what's going on. Yep. They're always very drunk and <laughs> too friendly with my kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're having a good old time. I'm like, yep. man, I want to have fun in there, but yep. I don't know what's going on. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, it's, you really can't – there's a channel like TVG down here um, or, like, some of the – what's it called? Uh, favorites, I think, in uh, – is that Turnerville, Sicklerville? Um, they have a couple of different betting – Parlors, I guess, per se, or now the sports books like in Lang City, the one that has still is a borgata where you can bet the horses or too. But if not, you could go to like in Jersey, you know, Freehold is where I race at, or Monmouth or the Meadowlands up north. But I've raced in my career now probably like 24, 25 tracks in Florida, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Canada, and Massachusetts and Maine. I think I got them all. Do you get nervous?
0: Do you get nervous before you go out there?
1: Only once or twice. I get more anxious and excited. Uh, I'm very competitive. Uh, oh, you fun. are, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah, and we'll get into that, the two with sports Why and everything. You tell them about your most
2: uh, important race you
1: had. Oh, oh, yes. So back in, um, let's it goes back to several. I'm not gonna say the date. That took I'll probably, I <laughs> but I had a I had a ring when when I was uh, dating Kim, and I brought the ring to. I had three races left for the year. One at Saratoga. Can I, I pause you?
0: Yep. Is this a proposal story? Yes, it is. So funny, dude. I asked Kim. I'm like, "Hey, what? What's something I could sneak up on them? What's something I could ask?" <laughs> she said the proposal story. Yeah. You were going to do
1: it anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> so um, we had a couple of races left in the amateur season towards the end, and a couple people asked me like, "What was your plan B?" So plan A was obviously win a race and then propose in the winner Circle. So um, that year, uh, I raced Saratoga. I was a favorite. I finished third. Then I brought on the plane we me down to Florida. I raced at Pompano. We did we did Florida in less than 24 hours, if you could believe it. That's a story for another day. Basically flew down on a Saturday morning and flew home Sunday morning, though, too, and raced Saturday night. But, uh, yeah, that's some of the uh, the spontaneous uh, uh, crazy things that we do. Um, so I didn't win down there. didn't really have a shot. So I had one more race left. It was a $25,000 race at Harris. Philadelphia you speak.
0: What do you, you know, mean a twenty five thousand dollar race? Like the, the winner gets twenty five thousand? Yeah,
1: I didn't own the horse but I was driving for someone else and the um the purse was twenty five thousand it's the biggest race. It's the amateur gold cup, it's the Billings Gold Cup. And um in the final um I ended up winning by literally a nose. Yo and, and Mike was there with uh with my in laws, with Kim. She had no idea after that. I went on bending knee and uh, proposed in the winner circle. We got Appreciate some pictures and some videos and everything like that. And, uh, Send Mike, that
0: to me, man. Yeah. I got to see that. Yeah, Mike was
1: shaking, I th- Mike was shaking my hand up to He didn't even know. And I'm like... Yeah, did, no, nobody knew he was going to do it. Yeah.
0: Did... was Were you going to... Would you have still done it if you had lost?
1: No, because it, it, the way it's set up, you go back to the horse, you go back to the winner's circle, so... I would if I finished second or third. I was no. I don't know what the plan B might have been. I might have did it inside with her, or
0: but your ultimate just, goal was to win this race yeah, big, and then win the heart yeah, of your love.
1: Big, biggest race of my career. <laughs> um, I had an angel looking over me. My my buddy who was only forty two passed away a couple months before. Yeah, of uh, something similar what Kim had actually, um, oh. so sh- he you know she did talk to him several times just to be positive about getting him through it and he was recovering better, got a bone marrow transplant and just that's the sad part of the story. But I'm not one to get too emotional like uh, like my wife as as Mike <laughs> could tell you. But um, as I f- crossed the finish line, I knew I won and I I welled up and really just you know looked up to the sky and just like thanked him, though too and it just uh, and I knew what the next step was. That's so why as I'm going back to Winter Circle, I'm making sure got the ring in was just in my pocket though too and pulled
0: it out and uh
1: and it, w- it was done but so. that was a moment for you
0: huh yeah just yeah. i mean you lost someone yeah you, you won and you looked up in the sky yeah. how do you feel at that moment
1: it just a lot of a lot of emotion just you know overtake you know you're thinking about the race and then like i said that i'm already focused on not being nervous and proposing her in the winner's circle and um you know, it just was definitely one of the highlights of my racing career. Yeah, and, uh, there's
0: something about that. And I'm sure you're familiar with it, too, that the intensity of right before a big event where you need to perform. Mm-hmm. You've done the training. You've done the traveling. And now it's just time to go. But when it's over, and especially if you win, the feeling afterwards, it's almost like you can't describe it. And and, and then once you start feeling different emotions, they can be amplified oh, yeah. in that moment. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly the way you described it. I couldn't have described it better. But that's just one of many highlights in that industry. Um, and we'll get into a little bit later, though, too, obviously, with this crazy year. And uh know big emotion, um, you know, losing my dad, though, too. But we'll, you know, we're, unfortunately, we both have the, you know, I don't know how deep we'll get into that. But we both had that unfortunate
0: situation the last are couple Are you years. talking about your father-in-law? Or are you talking about your... My, my
1: dad passed away nine months ago, nine months to the day tomorrow. Oh your uh, dad year. passed as well this year yeah so this has been probably, this is the worst year we've seen besides covid with losing my dad and my my godfather my uncle as well uh, a couple of months ago so it's been uh, a year from hell for lack of a better term so
0: with quarantine and everything were you able yeah, to
1: like that's I'll uh, you know couldn't you have a normal Ceremony, no, 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 uh, awake and stuff like not that. Not uh, uh, yeah. uh,
0: it's not like your dad, but my grandma, we we had to do it on Skype. Yeah, you know? that's
1: that's exactly what we did, you know. So, awful. They tuned in. Kim didn't come up there with me, you know, obviously with her, her immune system and everything. We yeah, she at, can't do it. There was less than 10 people there. And then we had a ceremony a couple months later, um, that we were able to go to the, the grave site, which, you know, my dad was a military guy. So he's buried in a military cemetery on, on Long Island. So Wow.
0: See, see, these are some of the things that people didn't think when this was first going to happen was like, okay, we might end up having people die. And then what? We can't even go to the funeral. It, it, yeah. It's really a sad part of, I mean, there's so many sad parts of it, but that one in particular breaks my heart. Yeah. I've lived it too. And it just, it almost for me, for my grandma, I almost didn't feel like it was real. Right, like she exactly. didn't, I didn't see her, right. didn't get to talk to her. Then I just, i then she's just buried. What, what happened to yeah. grandma?
1: The last two weeks, I didn't get, I talked to him like every day on the phone and even the last day, but we weren't allowed to visit him and anything like that in the, the, the nursing home. And it's just, it's still surreal. You know, you, you think about it every day and you just try to, my dad was actually very introvert. Um, you know, I'm glad that Mike and Kim and and. My whole other family got to meet him as well, but uh, he was just very quiet into himself, so that's probably the way he would have wanted to go with no one around him, no one worrying about him, which really? kind of sucks, that too. But yeah, yeah it's just, um, uh, it's good to uh, to, to to focus and honor him in that way. And you know, but I, I every race I race for, I race for him. Do you I, honor I, him I, in your race, and my father-in-law, I really. Trying to race and win, you know, and make them proud, and including you know everyone still living as well. Yeah,
0: well, so. dude, you're psh, your father-in-law, man. Talk about a a legend. I mean, the things I <laughs> hear about this guy are yeah. r- r- ridiculous. And, and I only saw it towards the end of uh, his
1: life, unfortunately. But Mike, I'll let Mike expand upon what he did. Yeah, you know?
0: seriously, I need to know because yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've never, I may mean, I've seen it before, but like the way. You and your sister talk about him, and I look at the pictures, and I've read some of the stories of his life, and I'm like, who is this guy?
2: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he did a lot for the town. I mean, he was on the board of Ed. He was in the Lions Club. He, a lot of volunteerism was pretty much his, uh, you know, his calling in life. He, he worked for the town for 33 years, the sewer department. So, you know, he was he was a town person.
0: So was he the type of guy who would go to all the events and oh, yeah. help set up? Or?
2: He, would, he would go to all the football games, being on the board of Ed and stuff like that. You know, he would go to the sporting events. He would watch me play, watch me coach, you know, watch my sister coach. Yeah. So he was always around. He's born and raised Hamilton.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's born in South Philly, I believe, but he he's made it here. We don't talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: and is he the one that got you so deep into the World of sports?
2: Yeah, I mean, even even the whole teaching, you know. Uh, oh, really? Profession, just because, you know, he was involved in the school board before we were even teachers. So, you know, it, it was more of, you know, what did I want to do when I was in college? And, you know, what was my profession going to be? And I'll be a teacher, you know what I mean? Because he's around it all the time. And, you know, he, he, that's all you hear when, you, when you're growing up in a house. Like, you, you, know, you, you happy with your choice? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean... This year's been a little tough, but <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, but are yeah. all your
0: all are your students remote?
2: Uh, right now, we are on a monthly remote. Right now for the holidays. You,
0: how, how good are you at the online thing? I'm good. I mean, you're I'm, good. I'm huh? good
2: for technology. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm up there. So. Nice, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I, listen. It, it is what it is. I mean, the situation has brought us to this point. Yes. But uh, you know, we're we're making do of what we could
0: do. So I love that attitude. We got the yeah, same attitude here. It's right. like this is the cards we're dealt. Let's see yeah. if we can make a royal flush out of yeah, it. That's it. Yeah. So question. I, I know that uh you know you're you have such a love for sports. How did you become the coach for? I'm sorry. Is it the, the high school varsity basketball team? Yeah, the girls' team. Yeah. You're coaching the girls' team. Yeah. How did that come about? Well, the job opened up.
2: Uh, one of the, uh, the the coach, the former coach, uh, took a vice principal's job, and uh, the, the job opened up. And I've had about fifteen years experience at the middle school level.
0: Wait a minute, in coaching, are you just mean coaching. with the middle school? Coaching. No way, dude. So yeah, I coached
2: uh, with the middle school team uh, for about twelve years, and then I coached the basketball the, team. Yeah, as an assistant, then I coached the girls' team for a couple years. And um, I also helped out the high school team very
0: early in my career. Oh, man, you're a veteran in all yeah, this. so
2: uh, I'm also the assistant baseball coach up there, too, so at the varsity level. Wow. So, yeah. So and you used to
0: be football as
1: well.
2: I was, I was freshman football coach for a couple of years.
1: He's a jock of all trades.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah no yeah. doubt. Dude, I have some serious questions yeah. to ask. Um, my kids are you know they're getting to the age where they should start being on teams yeah. and, and and playing sports. I'm a martial artist. That's been my lifelong thing and a professional wrestler, which is not very team oriented. I mean tag team, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um I just want to know I can only imagine what they're getting out of it. What have you seen over the years with your your coaching and I'm sure if you're in it this long you've got to be passionate about it, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean but right now to to be able to have my own program is something I've always wanted to do. Like, th- this was... This Before, was, you were always an assistant. Yeah, and like, this was my opportunity to show my craft and run my own squad and develop my own team. Right okay. so on. Th- this is... I mean, listen, the varsity level of a high school program is, you know, besides, you know, coaching anything else, besides college or, you know, pro, the varsity level is, is the big time. So, this this is what you... This is what you want to be and what you want to do. So I I couldn't pass up the opportunity.
0: So when you think about what you want to do with these girls, what, what are the goals? What are the aims you want to reach, you want to achieve? Um, and are, are all of them, uh, skills on the court? Do you consider, uh, how it will affect them in their, in their daily lives as far as confidence? And Uh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously this year with COVID, uh, the schedule's a little bit shorter than it is. It's, we're going to have a 15-game season instead of about 24, 25. So the NJSIAA.
0: Is Why would they good. shorten the season because of COVID?
2: Just because we're starting later.
0: Oh, okay. So we usually
2: start right after Thanksgiving. Right, right. Okay. So now the season is mid-January to early March. Right on. So it's literally about a month and a half. Um, and right. this way, this way we're, we'll be able to get into spring sports, too, before summer starts. So that's kind of where we're at with that. But the, uh, listen, I mean, if you're going to be an athlete, if you're going to play basketball, first things first is your academics. So they have to have the grades to actually play.
0: But listen, I I agree with you 100%. But I also feel like, you know, math, great. Science, great. Language, great. I love all those subjects. I teach those subjects. But there 's so much to be learned on the field i can 't remember which philosopher said it. Maybe it was Socrates that you learn more from a, a person in an hour of play than you would uh, a year doing anything else
2: if're if you 're if you're coaching and doing your job correctly you'll you 'll get to those kids you 'll get through to them they 're a person that you they look up to you know and come to you for support. And I have an awesome assistant coach, uh, Ashley Coaster. She's going to be helping me out this year. She's actually the girl's soccer coach. She, this is her first year. this year. How old till, is she? She's like 23. So okay. She's right out of college. Kids will look up to her Yeah, big time. so, um, you know, she, she did a great job with the soccer team this year. And I said, like I said, in a COVID world right now, there's so many restrictions. Can't use the locker room. Can't, uh, you can only have, I mean, we're only going to have the team on the sidelines. We, as of right now, they're saying we can't even have any fans. So we'll, mm. we'll be playing in an empty gym, pretty much. Are
0: they gonna? Are they gonna start doing the uh, cardboard yeah. cutouts? <laughs> yeah. we
1: be live to have someone on the computer. But we have, might have to. Have you even had that practice? Are they able to practice? No. It? So, like
2: I said, we were supposed to start at the end of Thanksgiving, and that got pushed back to mid-December, and then that got pushed back to January nineteenth. Especially because we're full remote now, and a lot of the teams in the Cape Atlantic League are. Starting in January.
0: And what are the rules going to be? Are you going to have to get tested before games? No. Or are they just going to put masks on?
2: No, it's not that uh, the crazy. Uh, I know for football it was a little bit different because of, you know, it being football. And um, as of right now, coaches and players have to wear masks on the sidelines. Uh, obviously, when they're playing, they don't have to. But, you know. If you're looking on TV, you see it. They're socially distanced on the bench. They have, like, five seats and five seats behind them. And, yeah, you know, it'll just be doing what you got to do. Yeah, it, it'll be like that. But like I said, there might, I might only have ten girls on the sideline and me and another coach. And then the other team, there might only be 25 people in the gym, including right. players and coaches. Yeah. So that's that's how it's got to be.
0: I want to ask you, so in your years of coaching, since now I'm, I'm learning that you've had so many, Yeah, do, have you had moments – that you can look back on and say, like, because, I mean, let's be real. These girls, most of them are probably not going to get to the NW... uh, uh was it? N- WNBA. WNBA. They're not going go to make a ton of money, maybe if they're on the soccer team, I don't know. But in the end, that's not what this is all about. Right. I think what this is all about is what's happening in the moment and how it's going to help you grow as a person. So what I'm asking is, like, do you, now that you've been in it for so long, have you seen any real growth that has happened to your your uh, athletes through sport, through your coaching, through, you know, the ups and downs of of just competing?
2: Yeah, I mean, at the middle school level, it's a little bit different, uh, you know, because they still have to go to high school. They still have to, you know, mature a little bit. But we just had a, a guest on our podcast, uh, Joe Gatto, who plays for the – he played for the Los Angeles Angels, and – now he's currently with the was it? Texas. Texas Rangers. Uh, I coach him in middle school basketball. So he's actually a major league baseball Look player. at that. So, you know, and I have him on. He's calling me coach. And you're, you're thinking <laughs> to yourself like, dude, you're only like 25, 26 years old. And, you know, I feel like I'm so much older than you. And now you're playing major league baseball. It's, you know, it's, it's unbelievable how – you know, life life can go that way for somebody.
0: Sure can. And,
2: and and they look back at you like, hey, you were my middle school basketball coach. Even though I'm playing baseball, you still had an impact look, on
0: your life. If he's made it that far, yeah. it's got to be most – unless he has a ridiculous amount of natural ability, it has to be because of his hard work character. and his determined his yeah. character. Yeah. And that part of being a good character like that is realizing who the people – were who helped you make those steps you need to get to where you need to be, and so what it doesn't matter what sport it was. He knows that you are a guy that helped him grow, and you know here he is. He always,
2: he always told me he said you know if, when I make it to the majors, he goes I'll have tickets waiting for you for my first game. So it makes you kind of feel like you know hey I really
1: did something for this. Hell kid, yeah know? yeah. Just to respect yeah. though too from yeah. uh, from a coaching aspect you know Hell still, yeah. calling, still calling coach though too you know yeah. add, you know you you were able to say like. Hey, Mike, or Mr. V, or whatever, yeah. that still has that, you know, that coach mentality, like, you know, they he's respecting him as a as an adult. As it as should coach. be. Yep. I don't I know yeah, if
0: you yeah. ever get former students go up to uh, you. Uh, I get former students come up to me sometimes, and they'll be like, Hey, Sam. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's laughs> Mr. Sam to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's weird, yeah, I too. call you Mr. Sam, too, when
1: I saw you at the, uh, at the <laughs> beach. Though too. You go, hey, Mr. Sam. Yeah.
0: yeah, everyone calls me Mr. Sam, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very cool. So uh, – I have a question of, uh, like, I don't know how deep you are into, I mean, you're pretty deep into the sports here in Hamilton. I had a camper here who I think is doing extremely well. I'm wondering if you're familiar with him. Have you ever heard of Lucas Garrier? Yeah,
2: he, I was my student. That was your student? Yeah, I used to have him as a student. Yeah. 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 I
0: loved him as a camper. Yeah. He kept me on my toes. No, he kept <laughs> me
2: on my toes in the classroom, too. No <laughs>
0: doubt. But, man, there's no doubt that, like, when you see this kid hit, you see this kid yeah. throw, he's on a different level. Yeah.
2: Well, like I said, I, di- I didn't have – we didn't have a spring sports last year, so we missed their freshman year. So I haven't really seen him yet. I believe he's going to be a sophomore this year.
0: I think he's ranked up at the top of the top yeah. in New Jersey.
2: Yeah, so um, you know we're looking forward, obviously not bypassing winter sports right now, but we're looking forward to getting out there on the baseball field too because we didn't even have a season last year. We practiced for six days, and COVID shut us down. We didn't okay. play one game or anything.
0: We really bummed out about that. Yeah.
2: The seniors were too. I mean, we we ended up getting them a game oh, at the for lake. Them, that's it. We got right? them a game at the lake, though. Um, I believe it was in July ish, and uh, they had they played the uh, the team that's in town, that the the Wood Bat League team, uh, the Hot Shots. So they they offered to have us a game with them and give our seniors the proper send off, and it was all great right. great gesture by them.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just those little things matter so much Absolutely. better than doing nothing at all, right? Absolutely. But it's the yeah. same. You
1: mentioned, like you mentioned, uh, which is Luke Gurrier there too. Yeah. Luke Gurrier, yeah, and actually, out of since Joey, like, what other? Since I'm still getting familiar with Hamilton history of sports, you know, we know about Mike Trout, who was a couple towns over in Millville, and he's one of the best players in Major League Baseball. Okay, now. yeah. What, who what, else? What else? Who else? Is, have you seen the last since you have started teaching that that's come out of Hamilton that's made it far? <sighs> or anyone, if if there is anyone I'm trying to think of the different sports,
2: um. You know, a lot of a lot of surrounding teams in the area. You would be very surprised of. Uh, there's a kid pitching at Mainland right now, uh, Bryce Petty, Chase Petty. I think it's the brother, Chase Petty. He is um, probably going to go in the first round of the draft this year. He's he's a senior at Mainland. He already committed to Florida, but he's if he gets drafted in the first round, I'm assuming he's either going to see what team he goes to or
0: like he can be in the Marlins. He throws a
2: hundred, throws a hundred miles an hour. Oh. So, he, and he's going to be a senior this year in Mainland, and we're probably going to play him this
0: year. 100 miles an hour. Yes,
2: as a senior. As a, as a junior, he was throwing in the high 90s. Ah. So, and he already committed to Florida, the Gators. Wow. But he's go, he has a chance to get drafted, and if he gets drafted, I guess where he wants to be, and depending on how much money he makes, you know, uh, we have L.T. Struble, who um, was drafted by the Mets last year. He, he, played, for Mets. he played for Hamilton. Um. Also, Stephen Restuccio uh, was a senior two years ago with us in Hamilton. Uh, his name was getting thrown around in the draft, um, and he ended up going to Virginia Tech. So, you know, to have D1 athletes
0: coming right coming out, out of Hamilton, Hamilton
2: it's, um, you know, a little small town. It it says something about them, and it says something about, you know, how they're brought up, their parents, and, and their, even their coaches.
0: Yeah, everything they're surrounded by, the yeah. town itself.
2: It, it, it Listen, it takes an a strong person athlete to you know, make it to the anywhere you, you see how hard it is to make it to the NFL or any pro sport. It, it is very hard. You have to dedicate your time and yourself to your, to your craft.
0: So I'm going to ask you, man, because okay. I've got so many boys. I'll ask <laughs> you too, dude. Uh, I got to pick the right sport for them. I already have them in martial arts. They already know how to defend themselves. That was important to me. Yeah. But my kids, they want to compete. They, they The competitions in jujitsu are once every five, six months. They want to be on the field all the time. What What are you going to get your boys in? What are you going to get Rocco in? What should I get my boys in?
1: I'll I'll let him start because he he's got two he's got he's got double what I have. I want them to
0: understand that team mentality and the importance of being a great sportsman.
2: My son Luke is going to be eleven in March, and he is all about baseball. He plays three seasons of it. So, you know, he was he was dabbling with soccer, basketball, you know, some other stuff, but he's so committed to baseball that he plays on a summer travel team. He plays in the fall and in the spring. Right now, he's actually training uh, with a team called Locked In in Morristown. He's training with them, and he's actually doing strength and strength training, strength and conditioning, and as a ten, as a ten year old. it's great, man. It's great that he's getting, and he loves it. Like he's coming home, and he's like, "I loved it. We did some lifting. He's today. starting to let flex his muscles. Uh, yeah, he and- he's He's not like me. He's Tall and, tall and skinny. Yeah, he didn't take my jeans, <laughs> but he's got my jeans athletically. I think. I yeah, could, I could say that for sure. Yeah, that uh, fire. But he loves it. He, you know, he doesn't even care if they pick up the bat or throw the ball. That that's that's a telltale sign of. What do you mean? Like if he's just doing the strength training, oh. he knows he, he knows it's bettering him. Athletically,
0: that's huge. Instead
2: of he, he doesn't need to go to practice every day and say, "Hey, I, I hit." Because you know most kids, are,
0: yeah, most kids, they, yeah. they they'd like to skip that part of it, yeah,
2: right? So he, you know, that is very that's very good for his mentality too, and it's also helping him, you know, mind wise. It's, it's helping him to know that. You know, listen, I don't have to pick up a baseball or 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 swing a bat every time I go to practice. you know there are days where I need just mentally to to, mm. to, to figure it out yeah, that's, and amazing. that's helping. you listen you put a rubber band around your waist with somebody else and you want to run faster. it's going to help you run faster because he's not the fastest kid mm. so the work ethic, he's, he's developing a good work ethic. That's amazing. I also have a one-and-a-half-year-old, too, who's learning to do stuff. And he's training. He's training <laughs> hard. I'm, I'm <laughs> teaching him to, to do stuff. He, he doesn't know whether he's left-handed or right-handed yet. I think he's going to be left-handed, which I want. got to yeah. have a lefty in your family.
0: I don't think I have one. I got four kids. Still unsure about the daughter, but yep. we'll see. You gotta have, I think you have to have a left. So, they but make it did you give me an answer? Are you saying I should have my kids in baseball or football? Dude, I got so many kids. I can't do the drive over here one week, drive over there the next. Like It's one If thing. I had
2: an answer for you, uh, like, like I said, you have to see what they want to do. But listen, I know you're a Cobra Kai fan.
0: Well, hell yeah. So yeah, I mean, what what gave that you, away? Daniel Larusso, or uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you like over there? Uh, I, well, I already had them in jujitsu. Yeah, like, and if see. they want to keep going, that's fine. But I, even though those are my favorite things, I'd like for them to branch yeah. out and see what else is out do there. What they do, yeah. Yeah. Listen,
2: yeah. my, my one-and-a-half-year-old might play the piano. I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I'm going put him, to put him in sports, but you know, if he, whatever he wants to do, he's fine with me.
0: Very cool, man. <laughs> listen, we got to talk sports box. I got a <laughs> million questions about – listen – I grew up almost feeling insecure about sports because I was only a professional wrestler guy. Yeah. And then I got crapped on for being a professional wrestler guy. <laughs> so I've got legit questions that I need answered. Your father
2: watched professional wrestling a lot.
1: He took, I, I, we talked about this a little bit, uh, a couple months back, but I, mean, I, grew, like I said, grew up in New York. I got to go to Nassau Coliseum. I saw, um, I was listening to the podcast so to like, you know, different famous people I met. I, I was within uh, something on Facebook. Someone put like who had been close to it. I was within like two feet of Ric Flair. Um, taking woo! A- the <laughs>
0: Nature Boy, the Four Horsemen, <laughs> styling <laughs> to, and profile. To be the man, you got to beat the man. woo! Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 but uh, got to see. And I followed it way back when, and up until my sister and my my brother and my other brother-in-law, one of my other brother-in-laws, still watched it though too. And they said they went to SummerSlam actually unfortunate thing you know I was focusing on
0: negatives they were there when um, oh, Owen Hart yeah my huh? sister was sitting ringside t- they were there for Owen Hart yeah, I watched
1: that. S- sitting big. ringside the t- she knew something I like did my too my sister was
0: still like for those of you who don't know yeah. what we're talking about here <laughs> um, Owen Hart comes from a long line of very prestigious professional wrestling and all of them in his family um, they were just doing a one-off silly little trick where they were going to drop him down from the the rafters into the ring using some kind of harness well there was some neglect going on and um, one thing led to another and it's one of the saddest parts of pro wrestling history where he fell hit his head on the post and died a few hours later right there on a live pay-per-view
1: and you, you can't come i mean you, how do how do you even like you can't you have to talk about it or just say like something oh you know, everyone had, uh, loved him yeah.
0: the the announcers were trying to announce the main event when they had just heard their friend had died yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy absolutely bonkers like i was watching you know how i was watching it do you guys remember that the, the, the scramble I, did, the, I didn't have the scramble <laughs> i didn't have the scramble so i was watching I it watched
1: the scr- yeah that's what i did i watched that. the scramble yeah, <laughs> and, and i saw something like just all that the two with, scramble with, with sports but other uh extracurricular stuff too that my dad you know, met, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah you're looking for you know we'll, we won't get into that that's, A that's, that's for the
0: late night edition yeah but, dude uh, but like can you imagine that you'd scrambled you're hearing that someone died yeah. it's like and it's yeah. pro wrestling so you yeah. never know like is yeah. it real is it fake what's yeah. going on yeah.
1: so um but just to get back to the other thing we mentioned uh like for rocco since you uh he's at your school and loves it that too and looks forward to each and every day um he's into baseball and soccer right now so I know, like some Mike gave you some advice, but for you, like, if it's a, it's the, you're probably going to have your kids, uh, you have three boys, right? I have three
0: boys, and they're full of energy, like, nonstop, WWE in my house well, all the time. What's
1: the tough thing is going to be few is, if, like Mike said, if you let them branch out, and one's really good in soccer, and one's good in baseball, and one's I good mean. in hockey, <laughs> then what do you do? And, and hockey's the most expensive one, though, too, but I'm just saying, like, you, the time, time management. It's going to be ridiculous. I had two sisters, so just the three of us, but... And, I, like, Luke's work ethic, I wasn't the best athlete on, like, the tournament teams of baseball, but I was out there an hour and a half before a game, practiced with my dad two or three hours. I loved it because I was the I was same thing. Like, almost, if you could believe it, 2 plus, two plus two 240 plus. Um, but back in high school, it. and even as a little kid, I was a, I was a string bean. I, I couldn't gain weight, though, too. So I was one of the undersized athletes from my age of two. But I, I, my dad said my work ethic compared to my sister, who was very good in softball, it's just like I wanted to work. I wanted to get better. A lot of times,
0: being the smaller guy will get you that work ethic because yeah. the big guys it comes easy to. You know, you got to work yeah. to to reach them. It's it's good. Yeah. It's good for you. And mentally. That's what hopefully. Two thousand
2: one, could... Unforgiven. Were you there?
0: The pay per view. Yeah, I was not there. I was there. W- what was the main event?
2: I remember what the main event was, but I remember when uh, I think it was the Undertaker because Kane came out and we were in a club box. Actually, I remember who it was: me and my cousin, my uncle Robert, and my father. And when Kane, you know, when Cain obviously goes like this and, and the things. Yeah, are shoot, the fire shoot, shoots yeah. up. We felt it inside. the Oh, it's left. hot. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had some moments in wrestling that were just like, I wish I could go back as myself now where I wouldn't be so starstruck. Cause I like did. I couldn't even talk when I was with these guys, but like, it was so <laughs> awesome. Listen, we got to take a commercial break. When we come back sports box and a whole lot more, we'll be back people. All right. John Bradley. Welcome back to the pillars, my man. So what is the service you'll be providing?
3: Consistency is key in social media. So imagine if you had a professional photographer come in and put their spin on your business. Capture what they see and apply that to your particular brand, your aesthetic, your style, and turn that around quickly.
0: Finding the right content is tough. How would you help someone who's posting every
3: single day? What I do is to capture a wide variety of images, not a photo shoot that all looks like it was shot on the same day, but a variety that can be posted daily and maintain an aesthetic, but also show variety.
0: So you mean to tell me that a subscription with you means that a business will have a beautiful photo to post every single day of the year?
3: Every day. Whoa. Because as soon as you run out of that gallery, which is probably a little over 30 photos, I'll be back to shoot more. And when I come back, it'll be a new season, new products, and who knows? That is huge, man. And, and how much does a subscription cost? With a one-year agreement, it's only $300 a month. That is what I would charge for a family session, a one-hour portrait session. So for the fee, a one-hour fee, you have 30 days worth of social media posts. That's 30 days to engage with your customer base. That's 30 days of consistency to get your customers In your door.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you people because I know John Bradley. That means if you have a subscription with him, you will have an amazing social media presence and you will have it all year long. John Bradley, for all those people who are interested, how do they reach you?
3: Uh, Facebook, Bradley Visual Co. Instagram, Bradley Visual Co. The internet, (laughs) BradleyVisualCo.com. Or they can reach out to Sam.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll hook you up. And hey, look back at the Pillars of Hamilton because John Bradley is one of them. John Bradley, you're the man, brother. <laughs> oh, recording. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Good. Hey. Gentlemen, um, can we talk about the Sports Box? We can. Um, what is, it, it's a podcast, right? It,
2: yes podcast.
0: And uh, there's like so many people tied to it. When did it start? Who started it? And what is it really all about?
2: All right, (laughs) so it started out in Mike Galetta's basement. Uh, The underground. The
0: prestigious. (laughs)
2: Yeah. um, I don't know the exact timeline. Maybe six years, five, six years ago, maybe. But the sports box actually originated, I guess, maybe three, three, four years ago, I would say. Um, The Covid outbreak actually, I think, brought us kind of where we are right now. Next level. Uh, we we hmm? we're on a pod. We're on a uh, flat platform called Streamyard, and yeah, I know Streamyard. It's yeah. it helped us a lot because we used to go to Mike's basement and who couldn't make certain times, and you know, just like we're here today, you know. But now everybody could do it from home, right. and it's almost like a Skype interview. Yeah, Back yeah. We have everybody in blocks. We do that for the art club, which, which is, linked is really face, nice. Link to Facebook Live too, which is yeah. great. Yeah. You know?
0: And so, it, rather than doing podcasts, you guys are just live streaming.
2: It's 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 live. It's, 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 it's when we go live, it's live. Yeah, there's no editing, there's no nothing. So interactive, people who, um, um, ask questions. It's nice because we've had some awesome guests on. I, I've at the golf course that I work at. I'm very um, tied into a lot of people who come there and become friendly with people. And I'm, I'm able to, you know, ask them to come onto our show, and we haven't paid for a guest yet. So which is which? Is nice. Great. I've had Ron Jaworski on. Yeah. We've had Kerry Fraser on NHL referee. We've so had,
0: uh, for those who don't know, yeah. who are those people?
2: Yeah, yeah. Carey Fraser is an NHL referee. He's retired now. He actually came to our. He actually came to Brian's house. Right. One of the uh, amazing. Pre-COVID. You guys just
0: asked, and they were cool.
2: The guy you were sitting next to at the at the lip sync, the one of the, the guys, oh, I think it was the guy right next to you, yes, right? yes, he, yes. Right? a professional wrestler guy. Yeah. yeah, he he loves WWE. But um, we've had Leo Mazzoni, who was the pitching co- who was the pitching coach for Atlanta Braves, uh, talk to us for almost like two hours yep. on the on the pod. He loved it. He wanted to stay. Good on. guy. That's awesome. But it's it's I, I've get I've gotten really lucky with the guests that I've had on. We've had we had NHL player Bobby Ryan on. Uh, he's on the Detroit this, Red Wings. Was
0: this something? that was a group collaboration that were like, Hey, we should do a podcast about sports. And from there it went, or did one person start it up and then people started to tag on?
2: Well, Mike started it. He was just doing a show in his basement by himself. And then Brian, who, like I said, who you met that night at the lip sync, he kind of came in as like the the tech guy and made everything kind of work. But he still has his own show too, right? He's on this one. This is his show. Okay. Yeah. So Mike, Mike and Brian are the, are the, you know, are the guys who really put it all together, and then little by little, I came on, Matt came on, other hosts came on, and now we have a show every night. So I'm a Monday every night morning. of the week there's a, a show, but yeah. Friday, well, the weekend. So Monday is is myself and Paul McCree. We have a show called On Sportsmanlike Conduct, and
1: like <laughs> what's anything. that about?
2: Anything. It's just like just funny. It's funny. just it could be any topic. Like Wednesday, we have a show called The Green Room, and that's just all Eagles talk. Okay, so there's different. Different things on different nights. There, used, there was a baseball show. There was just a strictly a, uh, like, tonight's show with, with Brian and Mike is highly opinionated. That's the flagship show. That is, they talk about anything as well. So it's almost like you have your own content for every host that you have, which is right. which is really nice, too.
1: Yeah. They're working on a wrestling show, though, too. We'd love, they would love to have I keep hearing in. about but this yeah, wrestling it's, show. It's, I, I don't know. They, 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 during the wrestling, I guess, full season, they... they, they Touch upon him once in a while, right?
0: Should I come in in full character? Bring a chair with me. <laughs> what was your name? Well, I had many names, man. Your um,
2: favorite
0: name, Sam the Man? What'd you have? No, <laughs> not, nothing. I'm, I'm beyond <laughs> uh, uh, proud of. I would say um, uh, Sam Slash. That was the one a lot of people knew for a while. Did you I do did the a Slash. No, it was more like I used to, because I was like a rock star kind of guy, slash like from Guns N' Roses. Oh, okay. Stick my tongue out, do this, <laughs> jump off the top rope, just high Big energy. Hat? Believe it or not, looking really? at this head. Oh, I'll show you a picture that'll make you guys laugh. Oh, God. I- I've got to pull this thing up.
2: Do you ever like come out in character and show your kids? Or would Dude, school? my
0: students, so my students at my old school would come and watch my wrestling shows. And they would just go crazy. Can you imagine that when you were a kid yeah. going to uh, your elementary school, and then that's all of a sudden, <laughs> that's that's my teacher. That's my dad. Whatever.
1: Isn't someone else in town who used to be a wrestler?
0: There, I always Isn't hear there's Vickers other whatever, people in town. Guy
1: Rickers, I think, or whatever. Yeah, there there used to be
2: a uh, couple guys who did pro wrestling.
0: Are you guys pro wrestling <laughs> fans or?
2: I got to be honest with you. The last six, seven months, I have I went to WrestleMania last year, uh, two years ago at MetLife. Two you, years ago, wait, you went
0: to Mania? Yeah, which first, one? First,
2: the one at MetLife, the one that they just had two years ago.
0: No way! And last, how was the experience?
2: Last year, it was all it was virtual, pretty much, right? There was no fans at the last WrestleMania. Yeah,
1: but this was the second one that had a MetLife recently.
0: It right? was the second one. I,
1: I, I this is this was my first
2: one. I, I got to say, I went to a WrestleMania. It was um, it was the one where. Man, she's my girl, and I can't remember what her name is. Trish Stratus. No, 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 The girl right now, the boss. No, no, the redhead. Uh,
0: oh, girl. you're talking about? Uh, she just had a baby, Becky Lynch. Yes,
2: my girl, Becky Lynch. That's your girl, Irish huh? la- The Irish last kicker. Mm. <laughs> Listen, she was. That was the night that she won the title.
0: She's a badass. She was. She,
2: she was the. She was the ending match at, at Mania. They ended with the girls' match. The, I think it was a triple threat match, if I can remember correctly. Listen, we took a limo there. We had uh, about six or seven guys, took a limo there, made a day out of it. It was, it was nice. The weather was great in April. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was an
1: awesome night. What, what's the terminology? Is? Hold my beer? So I could top that with uh, the first WrestleMania, I guess, in, was it seven, eight years ago? My, my buddy works in media, so uh, Mr. Sam, I got to go to WrestleMania in back-to-back years in, in South Beach. Followed up by uh, Jersey. So I could see The Undertaker when he was 20 and 0, I think. Oh my God. And in South Beach, <laughs> that was the one with the, uh, if you, they had the, uh, the palm tree pillars. And we were sitting in a box as well, but you couldn't see anything. We were so far away. Like oh. we, we just stuck behind one pillar. because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And, and since we were in a box a suite, um, what do you call? Came by, Bo- I always forget her name. Was it Samantha Fox? Uh, the, um, no. The, her last name's Fox, too.
0: Fox, um, I don't know.
1: She came to the booth, and then she gave me a hug and everything. Oh, snap. And uh, she kept <laughs> oh, me on my cologne, though, too, so I have a picture with her. That t- you know, Can we so. freeze for a second? Okay. Are you
0: ready to see me in my heyday? Let's see it. Here's a, a, yeah, here we go, long hair and all. Boom.
1: Oh, wow. On, oh, she's on the right.
0: That's wow. me on the right, my yeah. brother.
1: Oh, jeez. You look, you you look like uh, Matt, you look, Matt Hardy. Matt you know? yeah. Hardy, I used to get that a lot. <laughs> well, who's <laughs> the guy now the two, uh, that's all jacked up? I, I'd
0: though. hear Rob Van Dam from time who's, to time. Who's on the left? That's one of my tag team partners, David Mercury. He looks, he's still he looks, in the he looks, game. He
1: looks
2: different. No, he's he still like in the game different.
0: and he's doing well. And uh, yeah, I miss it. I loved it. it was the I best. also
2: I also went to a Royal Rumble I, about three years ago. The one that was here in Philly. Did you go to that one? Who
0: won that? Is that the one that uh, Shinsuke won? No,
2: uh, Roman Reigns.
0: Roman Reigns. Okay. He
2: remember remember they booed him out of the out of the stadium? Sure do. And then the following year he won again.
0: They cannot get that guy over as a face. No. People hate him. Even when he came back <laughs> from, from team cancer. Team. <laughs> came back from cancer and they still booed him. That's <laughs> when you know. But they turned him heel now. And uh, and he's he's kicking butt with it.
2: My favorite, if... Listen, like I said, I haven't watched it in a while. It's been like five, six months, but... Braun Strowman is absolutely my favorite wrestler. I, I love when he comes in and just starts whipping people around. I he, love it. I can't. He's say, a I love it. Beast of a human. And his theme song is fantastic when he just screams with a scream.
0: Guys, if you don't know wrestling, you two <laughs> yeah. Braun Strowman scream. It is. Um, he's a monster.
2: Fantastic.
0: It's a monster. He's four hundred
2: pounds and he, he has no fat on
1: him. It looks like.
0: Yeah, he's a ripped up four hundred yeah. pound man yes. with a giant beard, and he'll slam everybody in WWE. Yeah.
1: See, but I guess since we've all watched it watch his kids and. I just the difference now, like the big thing. I used to watch all the like the ECW and then uh, everything. Where one of the matches, I think it was the Hardy Boys, where literally the match lasts like an hour and a half. There's real blood all over the place, yeah. broken ribs that they're jumping off. Uh, Marty Janet oh. jumping off.
0: Uh, the Marty Janet, you say yeah. Marty Janet? Yeah, he's yeah. what he's the first wrestler I got to hang out with. He's the, absolutely bonkers. They, they
1: were, that's what I'm saying. They, they were <laughs> jumping off like loud, this is going back 20 30 years now. Or Abdullah the Butcher, where you see his head look like chopped meat, but you could put, really cut, cut razor blades on the head. I saw know?
0: it in person. You could take a quarter and fit it into the indention in his forehead, and it will just stay there.
1: And that's I said, I mean, they say wrestling, you know, is obviously uh, you know, choreographed. That's choreographed. the word. There, yeah. yeah. It's but, a show. But even back then, but with the real blood, or even now, I see guys getting hit over the head with, with a chair. I mean, they're still getting hit over the head with a metal chair. They don't do it head. anymore. They it, stop doing it. Yeah. Concussions or going through tables and. Oh, it was like Shane McMahon, the one that jumped off the top, like 30
2: feet. Hey, 50, he why 30, do you, you know? think
0: Miss Lisa won't let me wrestle anymore, man?
2: Hey, that, that Mick Foley, when he got thrown off by the Undertaker, was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Hell in the Cell? Loved it. You know, as Loved a it. as
0: a fan, it's really cool seeing when they threw him over the top onto yeah. the table. Wow. But those who the are wrestlers text. know, those who <laughs> are wrestlers know that when he was thrown through the cage oh, yeah. and down to that mat, that was the one, man. Yeah. His tooth popped out and landed yeah. in his nose. <laughs> He he was a sick puppy. But, yeah, and
1: Bonkers. Actually, my, my my cousin lives out on Long Island, way out. Inside. She's seen him at uh, stores out there. He lives out there in like a small, not a pretty small.
0: what did she say? I heard he's a super nice. guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know like very unassuming and just you know still dressed. He's dressed like it's literally like a like the uh, the fleece like a lumberjack. Yeah, or... exactly out there. But I guess the question for you is: What, what was your most serious, if you have one, injury or concussion or anything like that?
0: Um, it so it was just the buildup of concussions for, I think once the thing is, is that once you've got a concussion, you get, you're way more susceptible, susceptible to getting more. So I had gotten a, a, a really bad concussion in a sport skateboarding accident. But before you know it, I'm in the ring with these guys who I could get hit normally with and be just fine. But you know, they'll throw something, it'll accidentally hit me in the jaw, boom, lights out. Uh there was another time where a guy picked me up on his shoulders, spun me around, dropped. I don't remember the match. Oh, little story for you guys. So <laughs> I get, I'm in my I'm in a match, I get kicked in the jaw. I actually I won the match by accident. I was supposed to lose. I don't remember any of it. But that's not what matters. What matters is is I'm in the back and some guy's sitting next to me. And he's he's telling me what I did wrong in the match and what I could have done to make it better. And um, I'm starting to notice he has an animal around him. Uh, this animal is a very long snake. Jake the Snake? And finally, after five minutes of talking to him, I'm like, Jake, is that <laughs> you? dude i'm just coming back from a concussion yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's what i was gonna say did, was that made of that your mind playing tricks you? yes i was to... just
0: like at one minute i'm just talking to a guy as i'm coming to from the concussion there i am talking to jake the snake roberts <laughs> about awesome. what i did wrong in my match Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. yeah it was a crazy life dude hey <laughs> so what's next for you guys with the sports box
2: um, we're like we have about thirteen thousand followers right now on Facebook. Um, we we would like to get a little bit bigger on Twitter because we obviously you know the social media aspect of it. We're trying to just promote and uh, get get our name out there. But the bigger guests that we get on is obviously helping us. You know, get we had Danny Briere of the Flyers on Brian Prop. We had Brian Prop of the Flyers on. So yeah, that's your flyer. future goal is just keep yeah.
0: bringing on bigger names, uh, growing. We the... love it.
2: We love it because it it. It helps our audience because our audience we have a lot of we have a lot of sports people who just love the content that we're giving them. So
0: that's yeah, awesome, yeah, dude. It
2: is it is a pretty cool thing.
0: And are you going to continue down this path of using a Streamyard or?
2: Yeah, I think yeah it's it's definitely helping us because you don't think
0: that it, it, it'd be wise to go back to like iTunes? We've or never, we've go never go?
2: been on anything else, so oh. we don't really know. You know, obviously we, we've sent some of our stuff to YouTube but we don't really you know dude if you know.
0: want if you want to learn how to do it let me know cuz i just i put my stuff on one server and it just branches it out to all the podcasts all right, nice. yeah. yeah definitely worth checking out we can talk about that later <laughs> so uh, hey can i ask you guys about some uh, controversial stuff yeah. i just want to know your opinions there we go i'm so far from these kind of sports that i all I'll, all i know is what i hear in the background i want to hear it from two gentlemen such as yourself what is your take on? I believe his name is Colin Kaepernick, right? What is your take on the knee? It's
1: I can't believe it's been what several years now that's it happened. But you know, I don't want to give the uh, the popular opinion or the uh, the woke culture. But I think let's be real. It just from from that starting everything, and you know, some some of my friends or. Um, have stopped watching certain sports like football
0: because of that, like permanently, or are yeah, like no. So some people are they really, really permanently.
1: Yeah. I I still look at it from entertainment value. Um, I look at everyone has a choice. You know, again, I don't have to agree with that choice too because the the whole taking any took it on a life of its own, and it's been beneficial in a lot of ways to certain organizations and or groups. But also, my personal opinion is, I think politics or a statement like that, even though the athlete has a platform. Should be stay out of sports if that makes okay. sense. Because I know if, if I did it on my job or your workplace, you know. You something <laughs> like, well, well, I'm saying you're a little bit different. Like my the, kid, well, no, the imagine that. Though, yeah, too. like all my you know. kids
0: doing the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. and I take a knee while they're and, all.
1: We're, 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 we don't, so like, and again, but that's that's what's great about our country. And I, I always tell people that you know we could have different opinion and difference uh, from politics to whatever. But I just feel that. Uh, I know he wasn't doing it to disrespect the flag or disrespect a he was woman sir, but he was trying lot, to make a statement right. right a lot, but and that platform, that stage, I guess that, that was his opportunity. It hurt him in a lot of ways, with, with the public also gained him a lot of other popularity. With the I don't say the followers because a lot of people probably agree with him, but I'm more in the middle. But I just if it was me, I would take a different platform. I would use the, the microphone or somewhere else, but not did that even though that wasn't the intention to disrespect the flag or the anthem, but in a way he wanted to make light of uh, bring uh, attention to a situation that he felt was important to him. So yeah, that's well his personal he, he did it. Yeah, he did it. And Listen, I think he's doing quite
2: all right, especially
0: with endorsements he's well, getting from yeah, it. Yeah,
2: you know, I feel bad that he's not getting a chance back in the NFL.
0: I thought he was. I thought this year they were bringing him back. They were, he was he was did doing he, tryout yeah.
2: videos yeah. and all kinds of he stuff. He just doesn't have it. No, he. I think he does. I mean, well, nobody as, wants to deal with as an employer. Would you want you know? Nobody wants to deal with like the right. circus that's going to come with it with right. him.
0: Right,
1: and that
2: goes on different. Like I Tim mean, Tebow even if it brings
0: it, it, it brings ratings. No, listen, no? He,
2: he's he's probably better than three quarters of the of the backup quarterbacks in right. the NFL. So, oh, what, really? What's that I tell you right there,
1: he's almost like blacklisted from the league. Right. You know, that's what it, that's what it feels
2: like.
0: You think he's going to be fine though? He made his money from uh, all this. He,
2: you know, I mean, I, that's probably not what he cares about, right. but. Believe me. Well, it's know, good to know
0: that. Yeah. It's good to know that he's not looking for attention. He's it, it, like he's real. He's really trying to make. He a had statement. a lot of
2: players back him in the NFL. Yeah. You know, like he he has his support. But you know, well, with the I thing did, I don't pursuing like, the NFL because he can't get but, a job with them. What the thing I don't mm-hmm. like
1: about it is people that spoke out on the other side because just like in politics, I there's different opinions. The people that spoke out against it on the other side, they're wrong though too, and that goes from local politics to national politics. I could have a disagreement. We could have a conversation. But you're still friends at the end of the day. You could have that's what's great, like I said, about yeah conversation and just trying to see how no two minds think alike and people look at different situations from sports, yeah, the politics of our world in a different way. And but I just there's too many people now that's that divided, I say like hate culture that like so if you're not with the in crowd, you know, from whatever it is. Well, you're, that's you're, a big
0: problem is the crowds, right? It's the woke crowd yeah. or the or the extreme uh conservative. It's like People want to. Uh, people get boxed into these things, and then they're part of a team. Right. And uh, it shouldn't be that way. It should be trying to. come to, I mean, I have friends
1: on both sides of the political spectrum, and I'd say more in the middle. I lean maybe a little bit one way or the other. Yeah, me but, too. But it just to have like a real conversation when it just gets violent or people unfriending you on social media to family members not talking to you. That's where, as as Kim tells me, though, to keep politics and religion out of. Uh, family conversation. I feel like it's
0: impossible. I mean, maybe not so much religion, but I feel like this is a time in America where it's like how it's almost impossible to avoid the politics. There's always like, when not my family's all here. We've got uh, four people talking in the corner about one thing that's going to drive the other four people. Absolutely bonkers. You know, it's it's a shame. Like
1: you said, even I was talking to Kim, uh, my mother, the other day about this. Like I know Kim has taught about like, um, uh, in her classes or, Hey brother,
0: can you talk a little closer? Oh, sorry. Talked
1: about like, um, uh like the holocaust too which you know an unfortunate but how do you try to erase that from history that i told her, i want to go visit the museum before who knows that's the next thing that they're gonna try to wipe from people's memory i mean it, you know I just that's just one example of many things and like i just feel like my kids we should learn from history 100 and not try to erase it though to talk about it embrace it and become better people you know we get a lot of miss sam you get a lot of this finger pointing people come up with finger pointing to put in blame on hate on everyone else, but who's come up with solutions? And that's what I want to see locally, nationally, and just even whatever. From it's above. a team
0: thing. It's just like sports, except it's just an anger sport. Yeah. Like, you know, you guys are the evil ones. You guys yeah. want the... It's, I've never met, felt so uh, disheartened with the two-party system that I do now. Like, right. I don't want to consider myself a Democrat, because I don't want to have to fall under all right. those, and I don't want to consider myself this, because I have opinions... About all of it, my social opinions, economic, all kinds of things. They might be I, two totally different things. Yes, you
1: know, yes. On, on different sides of the island. That's why I said I want someone that in charge from our president to whatever that's going to reach across the aisle. Like if you don't follow political, like party lines, like you mentioned, you almost shun for it. But don't yes. want someone that talks to, like I'm having a conversation, I might not agree with 80% of what you say, but we're talking and trying to converse and trying to better ourselves you mean we're not
0: what we're not doing is saying wait you don't believe in this right. then you're you're, you're a nazi yeah. right and you don't believe in this then uh you know you're evil that's not politics Dif- and that's not going to no. keep america united and it's not how we be our best solutions not excuses yeah so. solutions and, and being able to talk freely time's running out uh i just have a couple other questions before we get to the chat pack i was wondering how bad are steroids in sports nowadays
2: they're definitely used. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, is I mean, the testing the te- not? The testing is probably better now, but um, I mean, bef- beforehand, I mean, I think the last five ten years were worse. Um, but you know, if, if they're doing it right, if they're testing it right, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, I, I feel differently about it because I feel like when Barry, like Barry Bonds keeps coming up and that that whole should he be in the Hall of Fame type thing. Listen, he was still the best player. Of his error,
0: yeah, you can't change that.
2: And I don't really know if steroids is going to make him that much better than he. Did. He still has to contact the baseball and look at the baseball and hit the baseball. For
0: sure, he still had to work very, very hard.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, does it give you an advantage? Of course, one hundred percent. But I, I mean, should that keep him out of the Hall of Fame because he tested positive? I, I mean, I don't
1: know. And, and don't that know, just know. to bring that's the other point that we t- even bring up, like Pete Rose. Forget steroids; it's like with gambling and. Bi- But again, most hits in Major League uh, Baseball history, and he's not in the Hall of Fame because he lied or cheated or whatever you want to call it. But how do you differentiate that between steroids and like someone that? And I know you get the arguments on both sides. I I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. To what he did, he didn't. uh, How to describe? He didn't take a growth enhancement or hormone or uh, steroids, but he did something else. That that
2: he he betted, right? He made illegal uh, bets. Yes. So again, but well, he was the coach and did it for his own team. If that's what they're right, saying, right? Yeah. So he had an influence on if his team won or lost.
1: But but that ties into Bonds too. Like they didn't admit to their wrongs too. I think you get more forgiveness though, too for guys like Maguire, Palmero, all these guys that I grew up watching. But they're all not in the you know, Hall of Fame, right? Exactly. And Clemens. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah, if it did or not, right? But I think if they came clean, like like a Andy Pettit did too, you know. But he was taking like you have some of the best
2: players ever to play in the that game. generation. yeah. Roger Clemens,
3: they, Barry Bonds. These get guys in. are
2: not. I
1: mean,
2: Roger Clemens is how many Cy Youngs, five, six? I don't even know. Yeah. And the guy's not in the Hall of Fame. Like,
0: it's just That's so crazy, It's ridiculous. Man. It's crazy. All right, so gentlemen, as a person who grew up as someone who's almost intimidated by sports because everyone was playing them and I just wanted to be the little lonely pro wrestler in the corner, uh, I just got some questions I need answers to. So whether <laughs> you want to answer it in a word or give a full detailed explanation, that's up to you. Question number one, who's the greatest, Jordan or LeBron? One
2: hundred and ten percent, Michael
0: Jordan.
1: Couldn't agree more. I mean, I grew up watching, man, and yeah, yeah. I would, we'll keep it short, so we could talk. I'll
0: debate that all. I'll say Jordan. That answer makes me happy. Okay. All right. Biggest <laughs> cheater in professional sports history.
1: I think we just mentioned two of them. Uh, I, I, oh, actually, I get another one that the, 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 the uh, Lance Armstrong.
0: Oh yes, but they were all cheating. Know, so it's he it's won really so many- weird
1: you know, with the blood doping and everything like that. But if you want something more realistic, i see bonds or, or Rose, the two, I just, we mentioned them both. The, 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 that's I don't what I really have, have an answer to that. I, 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 Give I us don't, one. I don't know. Us I up. mean, I,
2: it's really who
0: got caught, right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I can go with Lance Armstrong. I mean, you won, he won what four tour de France's cool. and four or five. I think, you know? Do you
0: know, you have to go down to the 18th place to find the first person who wasn't doping. Well, yeah, it's uh, crazy. Uh, yeah. But it's crazy. Is, but yeah. It's just, um, okay. Uh, Craziest sports scandal of all time.
2: I, you know what? I wrote my senior thesis on this. I'll go with the 1919 Black Sox scandal. Shoeless Joe Jackson. That what was, happened? Uh, it's called Eight Men Out. It was uh, pretty much they got bought out to throw throw the World Series. They, they, were, paid, they were paid money. To <laughs> throw, throw the World Series. Yeah, they, got, they got paid up, paid off to throw the World Series.
0: Whoa! And they're willing to do that after all their hard work. Yeah. Wow. Wow, th- that was one of those I came to. I'll th- I'll go uh,
1: another n- not as popular sport. How about the uh, the Nancy Kerrigan and uh, Oh Tanya good Harding though too? You know, dude, that was it's just all my heyday. Like, you did know, you
0: just- watch the documentary? No, but I, I wanted to. I Tanya, yeah. dude, watch it. Yeah. It's so good. So, all right. Um, uh, hands down, what would you say is the most exciting sport in the world?
2: I mean, I I, I, I love football Sundays. I mean, you just. I grew up tailgating with my father at, at the vet. And then we moved over to the link, you know, it was something that we always loved to do. So I'll go with football
0: football Sunday. Something to look forward to yeah. every week. I'll,
1: you... go, I'll go. Brian will make be happy with this. It's the most exciting playoff, uh, format and, and sport. We have finesse players get into fights and scraps. It's gotta be hockey though, too, you know, like just <laughs> drag it out. Like you're constantly hitting where foot, football is a close second for me, but hockey, I grew up in the Islanders are good back then. And, uh, it just—it's the contact, the non-stop action. Where football, you know, they take a little bit of break in between plays, you know, thirty seconds or whatever. But hockey's just non-stop action, changing on the fly, hitting, and everything has everything. It's around.
0: intense. They're tough guys. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. In a word, Tom Brady. I can't really say the word I want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does
2: crybaby go uh, more than one word? Is that one? Word? No, you can say crybaby. Yeah, cry crybaby. Crybaby.
0: Uh, okay. I thought you were going to say something more like uh, insulting. I wanted to. Yeah, I, gotta keep it, gotta keep I might have students listening. You never know. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, might be my students war, too. I'll say he's the the goat in from the aspect of being a sixth, well, sixth round draft pick, yeah. and a backup. And, and the Jets actually started his career by knocking out Bledsoe because I remember the game. Bledsoe got hit on the sideline. Yeah. Brady came in, I think, won that game, and then the rest is history. So, yeah. you know, for for a sixth round pick, and he had that chip on his shoulder. I'd say the GOAT from that aspect, the, uh, uh, not a top pick, that turned into one of the best, if not the best of all time.
0: Wow. Yeah, you can't take that away from them. Um, all right, just two more, two or three more. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is the best game you've ever seen in your entire life?
2: Well, Without a doubt, 2017 Super Bowl, Eagles, Woo! Patriots, 41-33. Oh, so good. Uh, I could go from the Philly Special to the sack at the end of the game, shrimp sack. Dude, I just, the thing I is, is that
0: like, I'm not a football guy. I just moved <laughs> here. I enjoyed that, so much. I can only imagine some people who grew up watching this team, how they must have felt when this was all going down.
2: Well, we were Matt was over. We were all in the basement at yeah. my house. My son. Your my dad wife, was there too, wife. right? That was, that was the last football game my dad ever watched. That's
0: yeah. oh, something very poetic about yes. that.
2: Yes. So that that has a special place for me, that game. That's beautiful, I, man. I'm going to
1: go with... It's twisted because I said I was only five at the time, but the Islanders are actually good. They won four cups in a row back in my heyday, but also... The 1980 Olympic men's Olympic team beating Russia, the USA being Russia, would stand. Mm. That, that was the strong, you, you know, back then they were you, USSR and they had no, uh, they were unbeatable. And, this, and, and And watch the thing, watch the uh, Miracle, if you've ever seen that, watch that movie. The m- Miracle on Ice? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah or what's it called? Miracle. The, the, the movie's called Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll check Mir- it not, out. Not Miracle nice That's a different... That's a Disney... Uh, oh. <laughs> so like, next to that, you put on Miracle nice like, though, too, and I'm like, oh, it's Mr. Sam, that's the... It's yeah, what's, big, he, what's he trying to get me to watch? But Herb Brooks, by took out coaching, and I'll make it quick, though, like, just like Mike mentioned earlier, the coaching, and he got the most... like, Mike got me to watch that the, recently, actually. Just the way he... He had college kids, though, too, that... Against a, a grown men, and just the way he got the most out of them and mentally like almost like mentally abuse them, but got the most out of them uh, in the way that no other
0: coach probably could. Wow. So. Yeah. You, you never know. Like, is that coach strategy too much? There's always a line. Right. Yeah. Um, very cool. Very cool. I had more of those questions, but we are running uh, way far, over. We, we love this. until but we go for hours. Dude. Yeah, I guess, you guys are so easy <laughs> to talk to. So, we are going to go to chat pack. You both get to choose one. Take so, who's tie, going first? One? You both can answer that one, though. So, oh, let's go. see what you got, my man.
2: If you could be the spokesperson for any product on the market, what product would you choose to enthusiastically represent? Jeez. Who was the, who was the guy that died who sold stuff on TV? Billy. Uh, uh, what was his name? The guy that, like, uh, Seal Flex? Yeah, or
1: Seal or Flex, Flex. Uh, Flex. That guy died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A new, yeah a new, oh. there's
2: a new guy now. Yeah, but like oh, he was so, so enthusiastic. Like you yeah. know, you wanted to buy the stuff for 19.99 all the time. You know? yeah. yeah. Do you think
0: he believed in the product, or that's just who he is? He might have. Flexio like, right.
1: looks like it
2: works. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> with the, with the bonus, uh,
1: I'll go with something related to sports. I guess the first thing I thought of is uh, probably Gatorade. There too, mm. taking the sugar out of it, just the uh, being a spokesperson for something that came out of, um, uh, you know, uh, just trying to. Reinvigorating, just I guess I would talk about how it affect me on the uh, by amateur level of sport, just something that's going to invigorate it, just do a cool commercial promote that yeah. sugar water, yeah. promote that <laughs> sugar water, <laughs> yeah. said, minus the, uh, the yeah the extra sugar, though too, but just the electrolytes and everything, just getting you know getting you back on the field, or if you're you know up right or whatever though too, so right on. There you go.
0: All right, yeah, here we go. Uh-uh.
1: Pick the next one.
0: Boom. with this one right. Let this one yeah. be. A deep, deep question. What do you got?
1: Of all the movie characters you have seen, which one do you believe is most like you?
0: I I wonder if that means in, like, their story or just in character. I'll leave that up to you guys. I'm trying
1: to think of, like, I'm I'm just keep on focusing as I'm staring at the Ninja Turtles and uh, Bart Simpson. I'm trying to... Get the, uh, yeah, I'm trying dude, to get it, the, uh, it, is it more of a cartoon characters or a movie character? I guess it could be any, you know,
0: any, but we, you know, we got Joker here, we got Deadpool, oh, boy, Elmo in the house. Oh boy, that took us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my many talents, too, Mr. Sam. So you saw how I did, uh, I did Skeeter yeah, on, yeah, on my, my podcast, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so if those you these... ever need Elmo or anyone else, a big bird, <laughs> hey, Mr. Sam, it's big bird. <laughs>
0: Talents, dude. If yeah. I if I tell that to, to pick,
2: my wife, if I had to pick, uh, <laughs> if I had to pick one character, I don't know if it's 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 a character, but I would I, I I would go with like some type of coach from one of the movies. Uh, I love Remember the Titans, so mm. it's one of my favorite movies, and I love Denzel as uh as as the coach, and he uh he gets a lot out of his players, so I kind of like his mentality in that movie.
1: Right on. I'm Good gonna, answer. I'm going to go with one uh, uh, another coach or two, but, like, again, just going back to my childhood and when I really was, you know, participating in a lot of sports. I'll go with uh, the original Bad News Bears. And uh, what's the, the coach's name? Um, played by. Uh, I
0: can see the face.
1: Yeah. Remember
2: that movie. You
1: aged me.
0: Bro, uh, Kelly, you, don't, you don't remember League Bad and News and Bears? I've oh. a long time. you got to watch the How are you?
1: I'll be 40 more in
2: January. You're
0: like my age. Wait, what's your birthday? January 17th. I'm 25th. You got my sister's birthday. You remember
1: Ben Aziz, right? Of course. With uh, Oh my gosh. What's the the famous actor who passed away a couple years ago? He was in uh, Grumpy Old Men. Oh, he was in Dennis the the Man. Man Man Yes, the man. Just that like a bunch of kids that really... Well horrible to let them play in the Astrodome though too. And uh again I you know I'm dating myself, but I'll go I'll go with we that old. character too. <laughs> but there's so many, but that's the one that came to like the baseball sports and just like you know, he coached these young kids, so that's the one I'll I'll go with.
0: Love it, but I got one more for Max, you. Let's we like it. one more. This is my uh my choosing. And um if you don't feel like I, I did this for you, good. man. You're good. Because yeah. I know how you and your family <laughs> feels about Elvis Presley.
1: Okay. You got to see the tri- you got to see the tribute at Lip Sync, right,
2: dude?
0: The tribute, this man doing Elvis on stage. I
2: was like seventy five pounds heavier too. <laughs> so
0: I meant to talk about so that during this oh podcast, man, dude. Oh. You're the only human on the, news. on the planet who lost weight during quarantine. Yeah, yeah,
2: it, just, it, it just had to happen, man. I was the first week of quarantine, I gained like another five pounds. So I had, I was like, yeah, I, I want to be around for my kids, you know.
0: You have a before and after picture. I do. Where in the before picture, you got extra chin. (laughs) All of a sudden, in after, you got this neck. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, you you don't look like King Kong Bundy anymore. No. I did. It was bad, man. Man, congratulations. Are you going to keep up with it? You going to keep going? I'm
1: still still, still doing it. He's trying to motivate me. If anyone ever
0: wants to come train, dude, I work my butt off at the gym. If anyone ever wants to show up, I'll be there. All right. Last question, Babe Ruth, James Dean, Elvis Presley. If you could bring back any deceased superstar for our final performance in the respective field, whom would you choose? One last performance just for you or maybe you and your family. They're dead, but they'll be back to entertain you.
2: It's weird because I just mentioned this to my father-in-law the other night that – Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons came on the radio and I said I would love to go see, you know, the Beatles or or those guys one more time. So because my father loved it so much, I'd have to go with Elvis. Just because of his stage presence, the way he rocked a concert, you know, you hear the stories about women falling all over him and getting scars from him. And my dad tried to portray that when he did his his skit. So, you know, Babe Ruth is I'm sure I'm sure he, he was a good you that yourself, would not be nearly as but, exciting. But right. But I, if I had to go see one concert one more time instead of a baseball game or something like that, you I'm, want to see the I'm, king. I'm a coach, but I want, to see, I want to see him. You want to see the king? Yeah, absolutely. Respect.
0: Yeah. What about you, dude?
1: I, it's funny. Yeah. I, I've, I've told this to Kim. Mike might even heard the story. I, I'm into music. I listen to every genre, though, too, but I've only been to like three or four concerts in my lifetime. So I worked hmm. at a nightclub. The first concert I ever went to was, like, the Jackson 5 in 85. Get out of here. And Metallica in 93. <laughs> and then, like, and then most it, then Michael Buble with, with Kim a couple of times. So it's really, besides seeing different people um, at, at a nightclub that I worked at, that we had special, um, like, 80s type of uh, yeah. singers or two. Like, um, oh, my gosh, I can't even think of.
0: But you've been to a rock show. You've been to a pop said,
1: show. A total, total, so I'm going to go with, just because I saw him once and he was just the entertainment value I will go with uh Michael Jackson. I think it's a great answer. Because he back then was eighty-five. He so said, How old was he back then? They just Jackson five 20, or two. And we came it's even. funny, we actually came what was the old uh it was RFK down here? Yeah. It's a rain or shine. It rained, thunder and lightning, we sat out there, then JFK JFK, they canceled the concert. So this is coming from New York too. We we had a we had a drive back down and we got to see him in concert. It just was like and I didn't appreciate it, I was only fifteen, but just to see him, I think, as i got gotten older, would appreciate it from, like, watching Thriller on MTV. Yes. To, uh, I, I probably, him will probably say that, too, because I haven't been to that many concerts. It just left a lasting impression, that, too. I see him attributing a lot of things to my childhood when I had like did so much, that, too. But I, I'll say, that's what I'd say. That's a
0: great answer. I, I, I put the bar at Michael Jackson when I watch these new superstars, superstars in quotes, uh, performing and making music videos and doing stuff. All I can think is, they wish they were Michael Jackson like there's no no one who surpasses Elvis they wish they were The Rock they wish they were Elvis Presley there's very few people who are able to break that mold of being a copy of a copy of a copy right. and being as original as Michael as original as Elvis and making it amazing who
1: would you, who would you say if it wasn't one of those two someone else that might have made an impression music or something else
0: oh shoot I wasn't ready for that <laughs> how dare you ask me such <laughs> things um, I grew up what, listening to, to Sublime. Uh, I don't know if you guys know much yeah. about Sublime. But they had a huge... Yeah. yeah. Either um, Sublime or if I'm even not even doing an art, uh, a musician, an artist. It's Jean-Michel Basquiat. I'm just a big fan of his. I would love to hang with him while he paints a picture. <laughs> Those would be my two. But I'd probably pick Sublime because... Those guys got me through some teenage days. Listen, I'm
2: a DJ, and I do trivia on Wednesday nights. I used to before COVID. I do trivia at Applebee's and Cichlidville. And I got a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh Uh-oh. What's the number one selling single of all time?
0: Lovin' is what I got. Wait, it's not 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 sublime? Wait, number one single of all time? Number
2: one selling single song of all time. Thriller. No. Damn!
0: Would you like to use a lifeline? Wait, wait. Uh, 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 give me one more chance. I thought for sure it was going to be Thriller.
2: It's it's something that you probably would
1: never think of.
0: Oh, then just give it to me.
1: You know? Is a holiday song? Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, not, what's it, name? Mariah Carey
0: nope. song? Oh, no. please, no Mariah Carey. White
2: Christmas, Bing Crosby. Number one selling single of all time. There you go.
0: Wow, that's it. You know that? Beat, beat Thriller, know. beat all those other things. Uh, huh? I want
2: to say, now Thriller, the album Thriller might have been the one Number of the one best selling of all time. albums yeah but the actual song is right very track, surprising you
0: know? mm-hmm. all right right on hey guys this has been amazing do you before you leave do you have anyone you want to give a shout out to um,
1: my wife Kim who uh, got me down here and I'm glad to be living in South Jersey as a New York transplant like I said and being just a a pillar or a, a post or pylon, whatever you want to call you it. You are right a here. pillar of Hamilton, yeah. my brother. And uh, and my son Rocco, too, like I said, who just I can't wait to see him grow up and what he becomes. Future uh, pillar. Future yeah, pillar. Future pillar, hopefully sports fanatic or, or chef, too. He's big into cooking and everything else. Oh, and, uh, very nice. So uh, we'll see. Those are the uh, big influences of me and the reason I'm down here.
0: Very cool. And yeah, what I'll about I'll you, I'll give sir? one
1: to my wife, Dana, and my sons, Luke,
2: and, and Giancarlo. And... Uh, my sports box crew. I'll, I'll give a shout out to all of them. You know, even though I hate most of them, but, <laughs> but uh, no, we're we're very friendly. We just have a lot of uh, hatred towards each other in group chats. You know, it's a it's good.
0: That's great. I yeah. love it, and I can't wait to eventually be on your show about pro wrestling. There all right, go. ladies and gentlemen, we got Matt, we got Mike, and we are out.